Oh, sorry. What am I saying? You're saying, hey, this is Vin Clancy from AceTheGame.com, and you are listening to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith. Listen up. Hey, this is Vin Clancy from AceTheGame.com, and you are listening to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith. Listen up. Well done. I like it. Good job. Okay, I'm going to hit stop. I'll be right back. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Chris Parker, thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Veer and welcome to the show. How's it going? Glad to be here, Jeff. Doing great. So you are at whatismyipaddress.com and, uh, and talk a little bit about What's going on there today that you're most excited about, other than it's just paying your bills? I, I am really excited about the fact that it's paying my bills. <laughs> <laughs> I would be too. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so, so one of the things that I'm uh, currently working on and uh, really excited about is I've done uh, about a dozen interviews with uh, internet privacy and security experts. Good idea. And are going to be rolling out that content uh, for my users, and we've specifically designed it for people that are not geeks, right. not, uh, not technical people, and not to say that it's been dumbed down because it really hasn't been dumbed down, but it's being communicated in language that we can all understand with things that out. we can right. implement. Yes, these, not these jargonal things that people go, what does that word mean? Huh? Right, right. You, you lost me on, on ping. Right. I don't yes, know what that is. Yes, you lost me on ping. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yes. So, okay. And, uh, and this thing, it's like morphed into something way more than just like a really easy way to figure out what your IP P address is, which is, which is fun. You know, it's great. So good for you. We're going to get into all how that happened. But first, let's tease a couple of things because that's what we do. So later on, we're going to talk about an interesting trip you took to Taiwan as a kind of like a side trip off of a trip to Singapore coming soon. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about some interesting gift ideas for travelers. Um, so but before we do all that, let's go back in time and talk about Chris Parker before the what is my IP So where did you grow up? Where are you from? I grew up here in uh, Southern California. I'm oh, one of the nice. few uh, actual natives. I've uh, lived within probably a, a 10 mile radius for my entire life. Wow. And you're in Tustin? <laughs> I'm in Tustin, California. Shut and I grew up, up in wow. uh, across the street from UC Irvine. Nice spot. That's <laughs> a really is. nice spot. I can, <laughs> I can understand why you wouldn't want to leave. It's really nice until you actually want to uh, have a life and not spend all your money on mortgage and rent. <laughs> mortgage, rent, and taxes. I just uh, oh, I moved out of uh, don't go uh, there. <laughs> L.A. like last year, this time last year. So I was in Torrance, but we went Ooh. to yeah, we went to Tustin quite a bit. There used to be a really good sushi place in Tustin next to a rallies. I don't know where the hell I was, but <laughs> uh, and I also liked. Uh, I want to say, I'm not sure if this was in Tustin or not. 
Is there a kombucha place in the quaint little downtown area of Tustin? Uh, there could be. A, I don't, a kombucha I don't, bar? I, I don't spend much time over there. There's a couple of good restaurants, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I just hear the word kombucha and it makes me sick. So <laughs> I, I'm not even wanting to try it. So I, I probably good have seen you. it and just blacked it out. I understood. <laughs> I could talk about kombucha forever. It's awesome. Anything fermented, I really dig. Because I, yeah. I used to do beer. I used to be a home brewer. So it, I have actually made my own kombucha at home. You know, when you say it's fermented and you like fermented things, you know, I might be able to get on board with that. I like I like kimchi. I like other fermented dishes. So maybe I could once I get my mind around it, I could do it. Once you get into the geeky science of it, then you'd be, oh, okay, Oh, interesting. But uh, right now you're just in the ooh, get that like stinky, healthy thing away from me. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Totally to be healthy. I I totally get it. Yes, I I, I get it. So, yeah, Tustin's awesome. So, okay, so you grow up in Tustin. uh, You're uh, and then I imagine you you go to college somewhere. Uh, I went to college in a number of places. I uh, started out going to Cal State Fullerton for uh, about a year Mm -hmm. and uh, had a hard time there. I'm not a great student. Okay. Uh, So I thought, you know, maybe I should uh, dial it back until I really figure out what I want to do. And so I went to the local community college for more years than I would like to disclose. I, you got nothing on me, dude. <laughs> I took, oh, well, I took my time. I, it took me <laughs> over 20 years to finish a bachelor's degree. Uh, well, let's see, I'm more than 20 years and I haven't finished a degree. Oh, so. good for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got me beat. Uh, w- once I realized that, uh, my part-time job was, uh, while I was going to college was paying more than most wow. of my friends who were working full-time. I thought, you know, I should stop going to school and just work. Wow. Oh, what was <laughs> this so part-time what job? What was this part-time job? Uh, I was working. Okay. Are you a, a Mac user? Or I am not. Guy? I am not a Mac user. I'm not necessarily. I, I guess if I had to pick one or the other, I really like Linux. But oh, okay. I have Linux and Windows dual booty. So, Ooh, nice. Yes. I am an, I am a huge nerd. <laughs> so... so- so the basic real first job I had was working in sales for a company called Club Mac. We sold Macintosh computers, wow. mail order mail order catalog. Oh my goodness! And so we exp- we we sold those really expensive machines. Yeah, is this in the Wayback? Uh, it'll be in the Wayback Machine. They've <laughs> uh, they've gotten bought out and uh, transitioned right. over to new companies since then. But wow. I, I spent quite a few years there and uh, made some good friends there and really enjoyed uh, enjoyed the process. Learned but a lot of stuff there. That means you also got into sales. Yes, I actually spent uh, a few years in sales. It was the the night and weekend sales manager, and you know, got to, got to wrangle all the uh, the high school kids and people who had other jobs. That mm. uh, wow. was using that as their way to make money extra. Okay. Um, but but I liked it. It was fun. Um, I, I don't know that I, I wasn't the best salesperson because I was one of those guys who was, well, you don't need the, the, the $8,000 machine when the $4,000 machine will do just fine for you. So the sales manager would pull me aside after, what are you doing? <laughs> you don't get this thing, do you? <laughs> you, you? You don't get this thing. You're supposed to sell up, not sell down. Um, but you You're know, far too honest. <laughs> But it, but it worked for me. You know, it worked for me. There was authenticity behind it, and right. the, the, those people came back to me when they wanted to buy something else. They trusted that I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't steer them wrong. So Which maybe is kind I of refreshing. You know, maybe yeah, yeah maybe. I, but I, I can tell. High, yeah, 
yeah, I didn't have the high highs that other salespeople had, and I, but I also didn't have the the low lows that other ones had. So it was kind of a uh, a mix, you know, eh, the story of my life, even keeled, stay in the middle. Very moderate. You moderate your moderation with a with an occasional crazy day or something, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so okay, so now at, at at some point you get a corporate job. At that at which point in I don't remember when exactly. So talk about what you were doing in the job immediately before, or actually. You started your website bef- while you were working, right? Yep, I started it while I was working back at Club Mac. I oh, okay. was also helping out with some IT stuff that was kind of the near the birth of the internet. Okay, gotcha. Uh, you know, helping get the get the helping run the website. And that's where I, I I learned how to build websites. Was working uh, on the web development team there. Uh, but there was some technical issue that we were having with our internet connection, and I, I needed to know what our public IP address was, and. Uh, Google didn't exist then, and I went on Alexa, I think. Or, oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry, not Alexa, Alta Vista. Alta Vista was my favorite before it went away. <laughs> yes. It did. It, it gave the best results in that it did, pre-dawn, yeah, whatever, pre-Google world. The pre-Google world. And there, there, wasn't a, there wasn't an easy way to find out what your IP address was. And I thought, well, I can, that's easy enough to figure out. I can put a website together that does that. And so I took an old Windows NT Server 2000 box, uh, dropped it on my home DSL internet connection, and that was the birth of whatismyipaddress.com. Really? It was all, <laughs> it was hosted in your house? It was hosted in my house on a <laughs> 1.5 megabit DSL connection. I, I, I don't think there's a cell phone on the planet that is slow, that is yeah. not faster than that. Wow, that's <laughs> crazy. And this was like... Was this in the front page days or, or the Mac equivalent of front page? Or were you just typing HTML into some sort of like? Gosh, it was, <laughs> it was running on IIS. Okay. All right. Um, but I don't know. It wasn't, I mean, like it wasn't even like there was no graphics. It was just you went to the just page and text. it was just the IP address. It didn't say, welcome to what is my IP address.com. It didn't tell you what an IP address was. <laughs> right. It was you went Your to the site. IP address is. <laughs> it didn't even say that. You went to the site and there was just a number on the screen. You went, okay, that's what I was looking for. Thanks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's perfect. Uh-huh. Obviously, I hadn't thought about sales and marketing at that point. No, no, but that's okay. I mean, you you got the, the what they call that is the killer app, right? That's the feature that people are actually showing up for when they exactly. when they type in that question in Alta Vista. What is exactly. my IP address? <laughs> Isn't there uh, a built-in thing that does that? I know Ping does it. Will translate uh, like a DNS, like if, if you type in it, but you don't. That doesn't necessarily give you a home address. Correct. Oh, it gives right. you the IP address inside your own network. Right. It, it doesn't tell you what the rest of the world sees. It has to be something outside of your network so you which need tells you that. Something like a who is. Yeah, it's kind of like a who is service. Correct. Okay. Interesting. But anyway, yeah. So but you know, a bajillion people on out there on the on the brand new internet don't even know what who is 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 is. Exactly. Or pain. <laughs> <laughs> Ping it, who is, is. Oh, who gosh. is, is. <laughs> We're already being nerds. Okay, so you're running this thing, and it's on this old NT server running from your house, and yep. you have a job, yep. and and everything's wonderful, <laughs> right? You know, mm-hmm. and but you're getting traffic, right? People are actually using it. 
Yep. At, at some point, I started getting alerts saying hard drive space was almost out. And I was like, how could the hard drive space be out wow. on this box? It, it doesn't do anything except run this website, which does nothing. Right. It, it turned out it was the logs. There were so many people using the website that I started running low on hard drives. Wow. Holy cow. So you were getting that many users to, and it was just logging the, the connections? It was just logging the connections and over and over and over and over. And, wow. you know, I, did, I didn't think about, you know, when I put it up, I didn't think about, hey, if there's going to be logs on this thing. You should turn that off or, you know, even <laughs> or need to watch out for it. it or, right, right. It wow. was just, they, okay. were, they were just piling up. Like, so you that's know, the first indication the that you've got some traction here on this plan that you didn't have. <laughs> it, exactly. It, it's, it's the one successful business that I've had that did not start out as a business idea. Right. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Those are the best kind. You know, it's like, okay, you, you're a nerd and, and you are, you're hanging around on the internet and you figure out that you've got a problem and you'd like to know what your IP address is. And then when you're finished with that, you're going, you know what? I bet other people would like to know what their, inter- their IP address is too. I'll do this. <laughs> oh, that was easy. And then you forget about it, right? Exactly. Yeah. And you've, you solved the problem. That's what business mm-hmm. is supposed to do. Right. That's, that's beautiful. Okay. Yep. So then um, what happens next? What's the next piece of the story? Uh, the next piece of the story is I like put up a, you know, put a, make it a little bit cosmetic. Hey, this is what your IP address is. Uh, if you have any questions, email me. <laughs> okay. That's, that's and, version like point that's ver- zero that's, point one. Yeah, yeah, it's like version point one. Okay. And so people started emailing questions and I started answering them via email. And I thought, well, you know, I should just take these questions and just put them on the website as frequently asked questions. And I won't be answering the same question. Good you idea. Know, s- six times a day with the Build same a answer. Yes. Got to do that. And so I built a fact and, you know, now there's more pages on the site and those pages start getting traffic. And I'm like, wow, this, this is really cool. And uh, some years later, there's this thing called AdSense that came out. Okay. That, that allowed you to monetize a website. And you're so, already getting traffic. And I was already getting traffic. I thought, oh, let's just stick a little banner on here. And I actually started to make a little bit of money. I was like, wow, hey, this wow. is kind of cool. This is neat. <laughs> right. All right. So uh, now at this point, um, so, okay, so Google exists now. Uh, and are you ranking on Google for that question? And because the, because the website kind of pre-existed Google, it actually did rank very well from the beginning. I can imagine. Because it was around before the algorithm even. So it was just almost maybe gave you like a <clears throat> grandfather cred or something. Who knows what the algorithm's doing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's now our machine overlord. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Google gave me the, wow, you're old credibility. Story. Right. <laughs> so I, I take it you actually had to swap out that box at some point and get different yes. hosting. Okay. You, you know, that's... That's a really geeky story in itself. Do you want to hear it? I do. Oh. Okay. So this is a geek heavy show. I love it. Uh, it's it's going to be a geek heavy show. So it's what 2018 now. Um, the whatismypeterish.com has run had run in my home until about oh gosh I don't have the date in front of me probably 2014. Okay. Wow. And uh, that was so, like from before Google. Yep, from before Google up until a couple so, to four to four, four years to about ago. four years ago. That's and nuts. So I had a half rack server uh, in my home. 
I had UPSs in case the power went out. I had really high electricity bills trying to keep the house under 90 degrees. Yeah, I bet. I used up like, you know, I had a, a T1, a bonded T1. I had a fixed wireless internet connection just trying to get enough bandwidth into my house to support the website. Wow. You're spending way too much money. <laughs> I was spending way too much money. But, but part of it to me was the really geeky experience of, okay, well, I'm, I'm running my own link balancer. I'm running a load balancer. It's fun. I'm, yeah, it's nerdy fun. That's the, for the, sure. The servers are here at home and, you know, it's, it's all here. It's fun. I can, it's, I can touch it. And, yeah. You know, it's like Anton. It, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Did you name your server? <laughs> Mm, no, but I have, but I have photos of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. So that lasts until 2014 and, and your wife is probably saying, why are you spending all this money? Yeah. She was like, well, it wasn't so much the spending money cause there was cash positive, but she's like, you know, it just seems to be a really bad idea to have your business income sitting here in our home. If somebody breaks into the house, it's true. Not only have they broken into the house and stolen whatever we have, your business is now gone. Um, honey, I think you need to get it out of the house. <laughs> it's a good idea. She's pretty smart. <laughs> she, she, she is very smart. And I, I don't know if you noticed this when you came to Tustin, but within uh, there's one particular street in Tustin where there are a half a dozen co-location facilities. Okay. Co-location facilities. So you mean all the... All those places where you can dump your servers and someone else takes care of the electricity, oh, the wow. air conditioning, and the internet. And most places, they're you know, it's they're in major cities. They're in L.A., San Diego, New York. You yeah. Know, if, if you're living somewhere in Nebraska, there's probably no co-location facility in Nebraska. But I have wow. a half a dozen of them to choose from. So I've got one. Uh, it's probably a mile from my house. So if anything goes wrong with my servers, I can get my car, drive down there, take care of it in five minutes, and drive home. So it's... So wait a minute. I didn't even know such a thing existed. So oh, this is this is a co-location service site. It's correct. basically like they're providing you power and power redundancy and HVAC redundancy. And then you show up with all your own hardware. Yep. Are so they giving you the connectivity or are you paying for that yourself? Well, you, you have to, you, well, you pay for it. You pay for you're, everything. Uh, okay. But, but, well, obviously but the, you're going to pay for everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're, but, you're leasing some, some sort of bandwidth from them. I, correct. I correct. Okay. They, they provide bandwidth that they charge you based on what you use. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, and then for a fixed price, they give you a cabinet and they give you electricity. And some HVAC, one would hope. And, and, yeah, and they give you redu <laughs> you know, redundant power, redundant right. HVAC, you know, all with their you know backed up contracts. So yeah, way better than your 999 house. Nine 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 SLAs, yeah. way better than my house. I, at one and point it's I probably it. going to be cheaper too. And it was like a quarter of the well, <laughs> not a quarter. It, it was cheaper. Yes, <laughs> it was, it was cheaper. way cheaper. Way cheaper. Yeah. Yes. Well, good they, for they you. Have, wow. They they have economies of scale that I just can't get in my in my in my home. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever watched the the TV show Silicon Valley? I've heard it. I have not watched it yet. You'd love it. For the first couple seasons, they ran a server out of the garage. So that's that every time now that you're talking about this, I'm thinking, okay, he's got a half rack. <laughs> And then he's killing himself with AC. He's <laughs> got wires going everywhere. <laughs> I'll see if I can send you one of the photos of that. Please. You'll, you'll get a kick out I of it. I will get a kick out of it. You know, because all nerds want to do that. You know? Yes. 
at least for a little while until you can, you can say, I've done that. I did that. And then you're going, okay, I'm, now I'm done, you know, <laughs> but it was awesome. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So, uh, I guess like somewhere around 2014, you got laid off. Yep. I had a uh, transition to, uh, working for uh, an online life insurance broker and was helping them, uh, so lots of life insurance, okay. and uh, then the economy unfortunately tanked, mm. and uh, uh, went through some ups and downs with that. They, they, you know, they, the, the company tried to, to hold on, assuming that it would just be, yeah, just be a six month thing, and it turned into a year thing. They trickled everybody off over time. Unfortunately, oh, we got you know rounds of layoff, rounds of layoff, uh, down to, uh, hey Chris, can you, we can't afford to pay you full time? Can you can you work part time for us? And uh, it, it actually turned out to be, you know, the initial response is like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Mm. Uh, but it actually really helped the transition to being fully self-employed because I still had some fixed income. Right. And my wife and I sat down and said, hey, you know, can, can we live off a little bit less for a while and see if I can make a go of this? You know, what if I worked an extra 20 hours a week on my business? I think I could grow it. Okay. And uh, so that's what I did for a while. And uh the company actually came back for a while, went back to work for them full time. And then, you know, the same sort of thing happened again. It's like, no, we can't do it. Um, we got to let you go. Mm, so you got all the way laid off. And I got completely laid off. Okay. Um, and again, we, 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 my wife and I had the same discussion of like, okay, do you, do I go get a full time job or do I give my own business 40 hours a week and, and see what I can do with it. Okay. And, and so we talked about it. said, so, well, let's, let's, you know, we got a little bit of money in the bank. We can afford to bleed for a little bit. Right. Uh, let's, let's, let's do six months and then we'll reevaluate in six months. So I did six months of it and Hey, I was able to, to grow the revenue and, uh, grow the traffic to the site over that six months. And that six months turned into a, another six month agreement. Okay. And, uh, and then a year agreement. And then, uh, it's now a, a perpetual agreement. <laughs> right. So talk a little bit about what the, what the site looked like, like, uh, and at, at a couple of points there. So I know it started off as just answering the, you know, just spitting out the IP address. And then later on it, it turned into like, Hey, if you have any questions, send me an email. Right. So then you had a, that and a FAQ. So at some point you start, I guess you must've had some sort of graphical interface when you started putting up your AdSense ads. So what walk through a couple of iterations of, of, uh, say like, that that first that first layoff what did it look like at that point oh gosh it looked hideous <laughs> okay describe the hideousness <laughs> I, I i think it was you know it was really squarish ugly blue bars i'm not a graphic designer right. so there there was no, there was no graphics there was just horrible you know heavy lines it was just you know a bar at the top a bar at the bottom and a wall of text <laughs> okay all right <laughs> got it okay and you're still sticking your ad, your banner ads in there somewhere and and we're still sticking banner ads in there and are those the text-based banner ads or, or graphical banner ads um they started google, out as as text right yeah yeah they've the uh, google adsense was originally just purely text and right. uh I, you know, mixed a, a number of technologies over the years with you know, the, that work in conjunction with AdSense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, now it's, you know, it's these days AdSense, you see it on almost every site out there now. It's right. 
a, a mix of graphics and a mix of text or whatever seems to work best on that particular site. And right, so, right. And I, you know, hired a graphic artist who, to oh, come in and, and actually give it some style, give it some flow, make good it idea. actually make it make it actually look decent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to it looked like looking like it was made by a programmer, which Right, know, right. square. <laughs> you know, it's just invisible to you. It's like whatever, it works. <laughs> exactly. It was it was Who cares uh, what it looks like? Function over form all the way. Right, right. I get it. So, and then um at what point did you start adding in um like more of the sort of like blog type features. Um, it's been, it's been a couple of years. It was probably around the time that was, uh, around the time that I, uh, uh, got laid off, really started to work heavily on producing content that was right, uh, right. Ex- accessible, easy to understand. I've got a couple of a content writers and a graphic artist that do that write stuff for me and, oh, that's and nice. design stuff for me. Cause um, I unfortunately write like a coder also. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Hey, at least you know what you're good at. Yes. And that was one of the things that, you know, I had to learn is, okay, there are things that I'm good at and the things that I'm not, and I need to pay people to do the things that I'm not good at in order for it to look good for other people. Right. Right. Gotcha. So now I, I know it, it, it was kind of slow, right? And, but because you already had like you existed the website as a as a service existed before Google. So when you started putting up AdSense, did you get like did the money start flowing in like immediately or just walk us through sort of like how uh, the different phases of of income. I know it well, first it started out uh, hey there's I put up one and I got $30 in a month. Yay. <laughs> right? Something like that. The humble beginnings. <laughs> exactly. It's like flowing is a relative term, you know, right, right. A trickle of water is flowing. That's true. Um, that's a drop. <laughs> and it's, that's really what it's been, uh, um, you know, of trying to find ads and sizes and partners to work with that are, are not obnoxious. Unfortunately, I have to admit way back in the days I did, I did some obnoxious ads, had some obnoxious pop-ups and pop-unders and overs and yeah. uh, learned very quickly that people hate those things and right. uh, everything on the internet is a commodity, so they will go elsewhere. So I uh, right, right. Very, very quickly learned to uh, balance my desire to pay my bills with uh, what people on the site will tolerate Okay, and, and really tried not – and I, I've worked hard not to push that line and – there's all these, you know, exotic ad types out there these days. They slide in, they slide up, they slide down, they, you know, fade in, fade out. Mm, yeah. <laughs> they, they pay lots of money, but they really annoy people. So I oh, really yeah. tried to uh, avoid things and avoid uh, disenfranchising, annoying, patronizing. Yeah. You know, all, yeah. all those things that you <clears throat> that I, I try to always view my site as would I be willing to go here or would I find a different solution? Right. Good idea. Because there's definitely sites out there that, you know, uh, you know, hey, there's this really neat story about this. And you get there and it's three words per page and 40 ads and next page, next page, next page. <laughs> like, oh, gosh, I yeah. can't do that. Yeah. It, you you and, have to just stop. And I won't do it anymore. I'm no. tired of it. And no. so I, I, I don't I definitely don't I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to do things on my website that me as a user of somebody else's website wouldn't want to Put deal up with. with. Right. Yeah. 
And so that's kind of been my motto, trying to find that balance uh, and, and of what works for everybody, me, my advertisers, and the, most importantly, the people who are using the website. So do you get to pick what, uh, what ads show up? No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, ultimately, kinda yes, but not really, right? Kind of yes, but not really. The way it works these days is almost everything is keyword work, based, right? It's keyword based. It's interest based. So if you know, if you've been looking at Nike shoes and you come to my website, guess what? You're going to see an ad for Nike shoes. Oh, right. The tracking, it, it, the tracking ads. Basically, it's all it's all the tracking that goes on with Google and Facebook and right, and everybody. Right. It's it's oh, yeah, it's it, it can be good, it can be bad, depending on how you look at it. I, I don't like being shown ads for Nike shoes six months after I've already bought my pair. But Oh, yeah, that's crazy. You know, the other thing that I've had to turn off, and, and this is, you know, now that your site has kind of morphed into uh, a computer security kind of advisor site uh, a lot, you know, it's sort of like mm-hmm. almost an internet privacy kind of site now. Yep. Um, when I started, like, driving around... And, and this is like recent, like within like, say the last year or so, um, where your phone will say, Hey, you're here. Will you take a picture for us? (laughs) I was just like, what the hell are you doing phone? (laughs) I didn't ask you to help me get here. Why do you know I'm here? Right. Cause it's just on, right. Yep. And it's the, and it's like Google's got this thing where it's like if you don't tell like Google not to track you, it'll track you everywhere. <laughs> yep, yep. It's nuts. So and then when you try to turn it off, it it ruins the functionality, which is really annoying. Yeah, there's there's everyone's got to find that new balance of right. How, how invasive do you want this to be? And and you know when it's in our favor, we want it. When it's not in our favor, we don't want it. And right. People well, have to figure out what works for them. It, you know, it's like how how bad do you want to be able to have Google remember where your house is? You, you know, <laughs> that's that was my question. It was like, do I want Google to ask me to take a picture every time I go everywhere? No. Nope, 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 nope. nope, nope <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> but if I want that feature to if I want that feature to go away, that means that I've turned off my Google timeline is I think is what they call it. Right. And when you don't have that on, then it won't, every time you, you go to the little search window and you t- start typing stuff in, it's not there anymore. Right. So you have to actually type in your home address when you want to go home, which yep. is slightly a pain in the ass, but it's worth it for me. <laughs> yeah, I think. It, it, and, and everybody has a, a different tolerance for what they're willing to accept for the convenience that it brings them. Right, exactly. So at, at what point did you, okay, so now in the story, we've already gotten to the point where it's, it's making enough money where you don't need to have a job anymore. But it didn't, how long did that take? So if you start in 2014, did your, your Google AdSense revenue start paying the bills like within that year? Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty it, it turned out to be a pretty smooth transition because I had more time to uh, find additional vendors to augment AdSense and time to okay. work on uh, work on things with affiliate programs for products that were perfectly targeting my audience. And so gotcha. it, it actually turned out to be uh, maybe unfortunately for the people that are hearing the story, it was actually a pretty smooth transition. It was scary up front. Um, right. Oh, yeah, of but, course. 
but it actually worked out pretty smooth. I it was you know with, within six months to a year, it was covering the the difference for my daytime job. And, wow! And, and, and then some. Nice. Well, good for yes. you. <laughs> and you're having fun. Yes, exactly. You're providing a service. You're being a nerd <laughs> again, and you're... I'm doing stuff I like, and that's yeah. you know a lot of times we're not. Unfortunately, a lot of our jobs we're not necessarily doing what we like to do. Amen. No, no. A lot of times we're in jobs, and you're just going, okay. I suffered through another day. Give me a paycheck. Yes, that sucks. Yep. Yeah. Nobody wants to be there. So okay. So at what point do you like start getting into? like making partnerships with like VPN type software. When does that become a thing? Is that uh, like right away or? No, I mean like, heck, I wish I had learned about these companies way, 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 way earlier. Cause they, they, a lot of them or variations of them have, have existed for a long know, time. Yeah. Way, way, way long time. And I, I, I could have worked with them way sooner. Sure. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's 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 uh, the last couple of years has been really good with them. Obviously, with you know net neutrality going away and everybody f- afraid of what their ISPs are snooping on them and right. what government's looking at. You know, what I'm doing here is that government looking at what I'm doing there. A lot of people are a lot more concerned about it. So it's it, it's provided a, a a significant driver of interest in that area. Yeah, I just got a VPN like this year. You know, and. And it wasn't any any specific thing other than I think I listened to a, a, net, a network security person on a podcast mm-hmm. and he gave all these things. And I think his number one thing was, if you don't have a VPN, get one now. Yep. Everybody should be using a VPN because nobody should be looking at what you're doing on the Internet. <laughs> I don't care who they are. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't cost that much. It's probably true. Yeah. And and that's particularly true when you're using you know the the Wi-Fi at the Starbucks or your mom sure. and pop your mom and pop well, you're restaurants. Doing like bank banking, you know, um, the the security on the internet is good, but I mean, you know, how, how much of that uh, HTTPS do you really want to trust? That's what that was my thing, you know. Why, well, if, and, yeah, go ahead. And not every and not everything is secure. It's there, not. There, no. there, there are other things that like when secure connections don't work, they fall back to other things and right. And then there's just that: do you trust the ability of the guy who has this great food restaurant? Is he a good network manager? No. <laughs> <laughs> is, is he maintaining his hardware? Is he maintaining right. software patch, patches to make sure that? Mm. His his network hasn't been compromised. I don't think so. Oh yeah. Not 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 to say that it has been compromised, but and, you know, I, I trust the chef to make good food, not to provide me network security while I'm sitting, you know, outside in the the cafe. That's not his job. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I, I was out of town. Where did we go? We went to Salt Lake City over Memorial Day weekend, and in the hotel that I was staying in, I don't know why, but there was this what looked like a combination like um, housekeeper storage space slash Mm -hmm. server rack. Right. And the door was pinned open and I was looking at the server rack going, wow. Okay. (laughs) There's my credit card number right over there. (laughs) (laughs) They just don't get it. (laughs) Nope. It's so, you know, I, I had a thought about like, you know, who could I, you know, I was like, should I go to the front desk? And and then I was like, 
it's whoever I talk to, it's not going to help. No. <laughs> it's just, it's, I, there's nobody here that gets it, you know, nobody and, on site, you know. And that's one of the huge problems with privacy and security these days is that, you know, the frontline people, the, the, the people that you interact with on a, they don't know anything about it. And right. so, okay, sure. I'll tell my boss. And at the end of the shift, Hey, uh, I think the server room door was open. Oh, okay. And it loses the importance of, you know, give me 30 seconds with a thumb drive right. and, 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 and <laughs> right. I, I now own that server. I you know. know, anything that's on it, I've got access to crazy. Just insane. I know. Yeah. Whatever. What are you going to do? You're going to have a site. <laughs> Try to teach people. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Okay. So we teased a couple of things and we know that now that you don't have a job and you can work anywhere you want, right? Pretty much. Uh huh. Um, you can travel a lot. And also yes. I learned that your wife is from Singapore. My wife's yep. from Japan. So we both spend some time in Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You t- told me a little bit about this interesting trip that you took as a side trip to Taiwan from Singapore. So yep. describe. So I, my wife and I, we, we try to visit her family in Singapore uh, every other year or so. We're, we're fortunate enough to be able to do that. Uh, she gets some good vacation time at her gig. And uh, with me working for myself, I can work anywhere in the world. There's an internet connection. Right. Um, and Singapore, for, for any foodies out there, you have to go to Singapore. Okay. Uh, some of the the best cheapest food on the planet you can walk in any any restaurant any establishment and you'll have great food. Okay. Um, Good to know. And uh on the way back from one of our uh, recent trips there my uh my wife's company was nice enough to uh have her uh, stop by one of their corporate offices in uh, Taiwan on the way back and uh, pick up a little of the cost of our trip, which is always nice. Nice. Um, yeah. Always great when someone else pays for you to travel. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's your own business. Exactly. Well, it was her business, not mine. I paid I get for it. mine. She I had get to pay it. for hers. <laughs> okay. So and, you're, um, on, you're on half their dime. Yep. And, uh, or part, yeah, part, partly on their dime. And, mm-hmm. For, for whatever reason, uh, for my wife and I, one of us always gets sick either the week before the trip, the mm. week after the trip, or during the trip. Right. And uh, on this trip, it was uh, her turn, and she got <laughs> and she got uh-huh. sick during the trip. Uh. So as we're uh, leaving Singapore and flying to Taiwan, um, it's really it really stinks to be sick and on a long haul flight oh, to amen. begin yes. with. Yes, you're right. It's you know the it's congestion. Awful. It's it's just absolutely miserable. So because was, you're you're trapped in all those lines, and you you're trapped. You're trapped. It's noisy. You can't sleep. Yeah. It's it's uncomfortable. Mm. There's you know the air pressure changes. <laughs> when the you're not dry, sick, it sucks. So <laughs> yes, when you're sick, it's even worse. Yes, yeah, uh, and. Uh, you know, the, something happened to us when we left the plane that you don't see here in the States is uh, we, we exit the plane and, you know, you're wandering around trying to figure out where customs is and from there where your luggage is going to be. And we start going down this long hallway. And at the far end of the long hallway, there's uh, a, a medical station and uh, there's people there with masks on and they're pointing infrared cameras at all the passengers coming oh, off wow. the plane. So they're looking for people who are sick so they can quarantine them because they don't, they don't, you don't want to bring all sorts wow. of crazy stuff into the country. Wow. And I, and I know my wife is sick and I'm like, honey, stand behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Just always keep me between you and the camera as we go by. Wow. Keep, keep, to my, keep to my right. Keep to my left. <laughs> wow. 
And uh, so we got through it and, uh, you know, got to our hotel and whatnot. And there's even a fun story about that. We, we, we were told by some people that, don't worry, most people in uh, Taiwan speak English. Um, and our cab driver did not. Oh, um, no. He didn't even understand when we were trying to say, you know, Taipei 101, the hotel right next to it, the Hyatt next to Taipei 101. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Thank, th- thank goodness that uh, when you use Waze in a foreign country and type in the address, it switches it to the local language. Phew. So <laughs> who would have thunk it? So yeah. on the phone and we get to the hotel. Um, and, of course, my wife is, is, is sick during the entire business trip there. She's in, the, in and out of the office a couple of times. And uh, we're so, you know, she was so sick. I started to get sick at the end that, you know, here we are in, a, in another country ready to explore. And we basically spent almost the whole trip stuck in the hotel sick. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, though? It is, it is totally part of world travel. That it, it, it totally is. You know, just because you're having a good time doesn't mean that, you know, your body is going to play along all the time. <laughs> I That's know. That's so true. One of our trips, oh, um, I think uh, my wife has got like me beat on getting sick during a travel or after a travel. Um, but I, I think we were we were in Japan and we went to, I think Nagasaki, mm-hmm. uh, and we flew down there. And the day that we got there, I think I had like a hundred and three temperature. Oh, right. So I'm feeling like death warmed over. And uh, and when I wake up, you know, I, I just can't even move without, you know, I'm just like, I'm taking the day off. And she's like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, See ya. <laughs> exactly. She's like, sir, you feel sick. Bye. And so she spends the whole day, you know, doing her thing and, and you know, sightseeing and whatever. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to keep liquids in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> unsuccessfully yeah and uh and um watching japanese tv and uh moaning in this very <laughs> small hotel room yeah not fun but thankfully it only lasted about that day oh, and that's then good. yeah and then i was able to to recover and and get back on the road <laughs> it's no fun it's definitely not fun being sick on on travel oh and that brings up another idea being sick on travel so you've got an interesting gift idea for travelers. It's more like a suggestion for for a gift. Yeah, I I thought it would be really neat to start a like a barf bag of the month club. <laughs> barf bag of the month club. Okay, and, do and, tell. And that, that, that's that funny. Everyone who's part of this club, every time you travel, you take a new you take a bag from the airline. Yeah, they're on, free. They're, those and, are for and you. They're free, and that's we right. can start this great collection of, of barf bags. Okay, and what are we going to use them for? <laughs> just in so, case. So just in case. So I've I've got this friend who, uh, great guy, uh, but has the weakest stomach on the planet. Um, weak enough that he can't even walk his dog um, because he can't pick up the uh, the dog poop without uh, without barfing. Wow. So. I thought it would be great um, if I could collect those and send those to him for his birthday. <laughs> or just, you know, uh, if the club existed, he could just sign up. Oh, exactly. Wow, maybe they need to, you know, I, I know they already have all those poop, poo bags. So maybe they need to start, you know, putting an extra, like a barf bag next to the poo bag. <laughs> 
it, it's like a combo pack. Right. There you go. <laughs> one for you, one for the dog. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, this has been a blast. So if people want to know more about uh, what is my IP address.com, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, I definitely, you know, there's nothing for sale. So that's good. You're not good. They're not even going to ask you for your, uh, your email or your name. <laughs> kind of rare these days. Um, nope. Yeah. And you can still find what your IP address is. Um, but there's also a ton of good information. There's forums, um, all kinds of stuff. So talk a little bit about, uh, what the favorite thing is on your, on your, on your site. That's maybe new. Now you can uh, test your VPN, see if your VPN's working. That's what. Yep, that, that's a, the one of the the most common uses of the site is that uh, people are testing to make sure their VPN is working. They they visit the site with it off, they turn it on, come back. Okay, the number changed. I'm good. I'm safe. Right. right. Um, and uh, you know, these days you have a lot of people that are heck. If you're a, a small business person and you get people buying stuff from you and uh, you get the biggest order of your life, uh, it's good to check to make sure it's not a scam order. Um, Mm, right. One of the one of the businesses I ran, I was uh, selling Bibles online, and my uh, my biggest order was a fraudulent Bible order. Wow! I, I think there's a special place in hell reserved for someone who's going to steal a Bible. But it just goes to show you, it doesn't matter what you're selling online. Right. Someone wants to steal it, so it's it's always good to do a little due diligence. Most e-commerce platforms will show you the IP address of the person who's making the purchase and you can uh, plug it in on my site and get an idea where the person is. And if they oh, say they're in okay. uh, sunny Southern California, but it actually turns out they're in Nigeria, you might mm, not want to mm, ship that order. Mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, how do we check? Okay. So if they're hiding their, v- well, maybe they're using a VPN. <laughs> it, it, it's possible, but, right. but you know there should be some due diligence. Hey, I noticed that uh, at you least say you're, you're in Southern California, but right, right. Why does your IP address say you're in Nigeria? Right. Exactly. Right. Wow. And, and if the answer comes back that I'm a military contractor in special forces, and therefore I have to do it this way, run. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Oh, I, I just as a public service, have you heard of this? Um, it's called the uh, the white van scam. No, I haven't heard of it. Tell me about it. So, okay, so this is an internet. This is in the real world. It's a scam. I looked it up on the internet. So, uh, a couple weeks ago, it must be true. Well, it it, <laughs> it well, what it happened to me. Oh wow! So that's why I, I I was just confused as to what the whole scam was. So this is, I was walking out of a job interview. I didn't get the job. That's okay. Oh, eh, that's okay. <laughs> Turns out I didn't really want it once I got oh, in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a call center supervisor. So I would have been like in, bo- in the boss of uh, uh, five or six phone operators and mm-hmm. we would have been taking calls all night on the mid shift. So nah, I don't yeah, not, not the most exciting thing. No. <laughs> but anyway, as I'm walking out of the office building, this dude drives up to me in a truck. I think it was a, like a pickup or a, an SUV or something. And he's like, Hey, this is so weird. I got this extra TV. You want it? And I'm like, uh. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> right. But he's very insistent. He's like, Come on. I mean, it's extra. It's like they ordered two and we got three. It's like a shipping error. You can just have it. It's free. 
And I'm like, no, that's all right. I don't need a TV. <laughs> right? And I'm just walking to my car, you know, but he's now he's getting belligerent. He's like, well, you're not very smart, are you? You know, and I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not smart at all. And then I drive away. Right. And I'm like, what is the scam? So, yeah, I, I, what happens is, is their their opening line is it's free. Right. Mm-hmm. But then if you if you engage with them, then what they're going to do is start selling you the fact that it's this $8,000 or $10,000 TV and they're, they're only going to charge you $300 uh. or they're only going to charge you $500 or something gobs less. Right. So this, that's the scam is mm-hmm. that it's either a box with nothing in it <laughs> or uh-huh. it's a TV that doesn't turn on and, or it is a TV. It does turn on. It does work, but it's not, you know, it's somehow not even worth what they're charging you for. And, um, I guess this is one of those things that like, even if you tell the police, they can't, they're not really doing anything illegal. It's like a buyer beware kind of situation. Yeah. If you're, if you pay somebody cash for something, you better make sure it works. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? That happened. Now that I think about it, that happened to be in college. Really? Um, wow. That s- someone, I was come up out of the grocery store and someone said, Hey, I've got these great, you know, great stereo speakers that you can put in your car. I, I got an extra set. Of course, I'm like, well, what do I care about speakers? Okay. You didn't, you didn't care, right? <laughs> I, I didn't care about it, but that Had it been a server, just, right? Then, it, then If it was been... a server, then I'd be oh, really? <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I think I'd be a little bit suspicious about some random guy driving around with servers in his car. That, yeah, that, exactly. That's, that's a big red flag. Right, right. Well, right away, I, I, I was just like, ugh. You know, I'm in the, in the mindset now of, of anybody giving me an offer that's too good to be true. It's not true. Just keep walking. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this has been a blast. It has. I will give you the last word, whatever you want to say. Uh, if there's folks that want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Sure. Anyone can visit uh, visit whatismyipaddress.com. How about that? Cool. Um, and for anyone who wants to send me a barf bag, the address is on the site. <laughs> I, 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 unused. Unused, please. I know you just, it's probably illegal to, to, to ship those ones. But the unused ones, if yeah. you want to send me one, I would. it would be hilarious. So let's Adder- see here. Uh, the email address, the, uh, the physical mailing address is on the contact page on the website. Gotcha. Okay. And maybe and we should start that club, the Barf Bag sh- of the Month Club. You know what? I, I might just do that. Yeah, that would, that would be a fun. Uh, it would be a humorous website to have. <laughs> <laughs> I better go out and register it before the podcast airs. <laughs> All right, brother. This has been a blast. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Have a great day. All right, you too. Bye bye. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer. That was just practice. That was practice. Okay. Got it. This is, this is the deal now. Okay, here we okay. go. Outtakes and everything. Hey, if you like this show, check out Dreamcast with my buddy, Denise Walsh, where, yeah, yeah, there she is. Uh, She combines science, scripture, and stories to help you design a life of your dreams and check it out at denisewalsh.com. That's a very um, easy URL to remember. Check it out.
And thanks, Denise. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now I'm going to hit stop. Did okay. you like it? Was that good? Yeah, that'll be fun. Okay, cool.